Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in our homeschool, or you'll just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to simplify our lives. Today we're going to talk about a homeschooling topic, something that's near and dear to my heart, and I just feel like this is a great time of year to kind of refocus us all as homeschoolers if you're just finishing up your school year, um, getting ready to prepare for another school year next year, Um, really just thinking about what we need to be doing um, in our homeschool. And really, I want to talk about one of the biggest fears I have for the next generation of homeschoolers. This is an important topic and one that I really feel like I need to talk about tonight. I've talked about it many times before, so you're going to hear all about what that is in just a minute. Before we get started, I want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing publisher of homeschool curriculum, as well as many resources for the Christian family for encouragement, Bible studies, family time, devotionals, and things like that. So go check them out at Apologia.com. I also wanted to remind you, there is a free trial for the Phonics Museum app, and you can find that free trial plus many other freebies at phonicsmuseum.com slash simply, and you can get a free trial to this Phonics app, which is multi-sensory and engaging. If you are trying to get your little one to read, maybe a great thing to do over the summer, let them play around with the app and see if you can get them started with reading even before the school year begins. So I wanted to talk today about homeschool, and many of you know my story of homeschooling, and if you've read my book called Home, you would know that I am all about um, really surrendering our homeschools to the Lord and, you know, really trying to focus moms on why they are homeschooling, who they are homeschooling for, what are their goals in homeschooling, what is the mission of homeschooling. If you are not a homeschooler out there, but you're a regular listener of this podcast, keep listening because this can certainly apply to anyone. These things that I'm going to talk about apply to anyone in life and it can apply to your situation as well. So even though I'm focusing a little bit on the homeschool aspect today of um, life and of keeping things simple and keeping things focused on Jesus, it's really going to apply to you no matter where you're at in life. So keep listening. Um, So you guys know that I've been homeschooling now. We're going on our 13th year of homeschooling. I started when Grace was just entering kindergarten and now she's a senior. I can actually say she's officially a senior in high school. She's starting out her senior year soon. And I look back and I'm like, whoa, how did we get here? And so I won't go through the entire story on this episode, but if you don't know the story of how I began homeschooling, please listen to the archives to the Unlikely Homeschooler episode. You'll find um, all about our story there. Also, I touch on it in Called Home. I talk about the obstacles that we faced it we faced early on in the early years of homeschooling and that was my parents they were our biggest obstacle really um and myself I didn't want to homeschool so those were the two obstacles I faced but what has happened over the years looking back in these 13 years is I have seen that 
when we completely surrender something, whether it's homeschool or anything else in life that we are making a decision towards, when we completely surrender that decision and we don't really go after what our feelings are or what we want, but we truly, truly say, not my will, but yours be done, that is where the blessings are. I can't imagine my life if I had not surrendered this whole decision to him because I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to homeschool. I didn't want to be weird. That's really what I thought back then. I was weird. I didn't want to have to cause um, broken relationships in my family because that's really what I was doing. When I decided to homeschool, my parents were very, very angry and they were upset and they didn't want me to do it. And I didn't want to have that happen over this. Um, I didn't think I was qualified to homeschool. I thought that I wasn't disciplined enough or organized enough or, you know, this isn't what I am cut out to do. So I didn't want to do it. And I I fought God over it, actually. I said, you know, I don't want to do this, but you're calling me to do it, so I will do it. Again, this applies to anything that God is calling you to in life. It doesn't have to be just homeschooling. So... I have seen over the years, because now my parents not only accept homeschooling, they are my biggest fans. They absolutely are 100% on board. And they went and did a complete 360. I mean, they went from telling me I could not homeschool and I would not homeschool and I would not ruin their grandchildren (laughs) to telling me this is the best thing that you could be doing for your family. So God has worked amazing things. And this episode isn't really going to talk all about that. And like I said, you can hear that in previous episodes. I mean, but it's part of the message that I wanted to bring today to you guys. And that is, I'm just worried about the next generation of homeschoolers. Um, I'm going to get back to that story in a minute and why it's important. But, you know, this homeschooling thing as I've seen it grow and sort of evolve over the past 13 years, and it really has grown and evolved, Um, it can almost become bigger than life sometimes, and people really make it into this idol almost. It's like I've talked about this in, in many sessions when I speak at homeschooling conventions, and if you're out there and you're a homeschooler, you're probably going to relate somewhat to this. So I didn't want to homeschool in the early years, but, or I should say that first year, but after that first year, I really enjoyed what we were doing. And I really started to, um, get into the homeschooling community, so to speak. And I started to want to get my hands on anything homeschooling related, you know, give me all the blogs, give me all the catalogs, take me to the curriculum fair, um, give me every book about homeschooling. Oh, every magazine. I had the subscription, you know, I was all about learning all I could. And that's a good thing. But I was really starting to take my eyes off of the pure vision that I had that first year, which was actually not my vision, but God's. And, uh, the pure heart I had in taking a leap of faith And I started to look at all those things and I started to let homeschooling define me and let the homeschooling lifestyle define who I was. And looking back on those years, I wasted a lot of time. Now, obviously no time is wasted because God redeems it and uses it. But what he taught me was that 
I spent a lot of time actually growing away from him in a time when I should have been growing closer to him. So the first year that I started homeschooling, I had no idea much about homeschooling. The only thing I thought about when I heard the word homeschool was the Duggars, (laughs) quite honestly. Um, But to go back in time and think about that childlike faith I had, I wish sometimes I could have that now and I wish others could as well. So you see, I didn't know back then that there was an abundance of curriculum to choose from. I didn't know that there were catalogs and conventions and co-ops and I didn't have a lot of knowledge about what I was getting into. But the key I want you to hear is, you know what I did have? I had a complete faith in God that if he was calling me to do something, he would absolutely equip me to do it. And that if he was calling me to do something, he would be the one to supply everything I needed. And that's how I started that first year, because I didn't really know much about it and I didn't really want to do it, but I did it. And that first year, a woman from church had me over. She was a homeschooling mom and she kind of talked to me about homeschooling. And at the end of our visit, She gave me her kindergarten curriculum, and I was going to be starting off in kindergarten for my daughter, Grace. And so I took the curriculum and brought it home and thought, great, I'm ready to homeschool. Until another friend I ran into, who was also a homeschooling mom, said to me, so what curriculum are you using? And I said, oh, you know, I'm going to use the one that so-and-so, my friend, gave me. And she said, oh, you are? And I said, yeah, why? I mean, it worked for her. I'm sure it'll be fine. Like, I actually didn't really know there was anything else to choose. I just figured whatever she gave me was fine and we'd go with it. And she said, no, there's all different methods you can learn to do. There's different styles. There's a ton of different curriculum to choose from. Oh, there is. So what did I do? Did like any other good homeschool mom. Started going on the internet and researching all the different options, getting the catalogs in the mail, investing in every planner I could get my hands on. And before I knew it, I went from that, you know, pure faith in God. Here, great. I've got the curriculum too. Oh, I I need all these other things. I need to know everything that is out there. Now, that's not to say that it's not good to make decisions and it's not good to have choices. I'm just looking at it from my heart view and that I had such trust because I didn't want to do this and I was terrified of it, but I had such trust to just take that curriculum and say, well, here we go. Let's, let's do this to starting to look at everything else. So those first few years after I realized there was a whole homeschool world out there that lived on the internet, I started to rely on those things. And I started to spend so much time on those things. If I added up the amount of hours I spent researching curriculum and reviewing curriculum sites and learning about all there was to learn about homeschooling, I would be embarrassed. Those first few years when I was a new homeschooler, you know what I should have spent those hours doing? Praying. I should have spent those hours praying, seeking God in his word, and spending time with my children. I'm being perfectly honest with you. I wasted so much time because I started to take my eyes off of God and why I was doing what I was doing 
and putting them into this whole homeschool world that was out there and putting my eyes onto the curriculum. The curriculum I choose is going to be the be-all, end-all that will make me successful. The method that I choose, the style that I choose, those are going to be the things that will make me successful. I talk about it often and I say I was so busy those first years planning our homeschool, I wasn't even really homeschooling. The best thing I needed to do in those early years when I was still new and fresh with this was to be seeking God wholeheartedly. Not that I shouldn't be doing that every day now too, but what I'm saying is that is what I needed most at that time. And yes, it's always good to research, but the heart is most important. And before I could go researching and before I could go filling up my mind with all of those things, I needed to fill up my mind with the things of God because then I could be confident that he would lead me properly in my homeschool. So my biggest fear for this next generation of homeschoolers is what's going to happen to us Are we going to lose our vision? Are we going to lose our focus? So a few years ago, I talked about this thing called vintage homeschooling that my friend and I were talking one day about how we wish we could almost go back in time to those homeschoolers of like the 1980s, right? When it was brand new or it was a cultural movement. I shouldn't say brand new, right? Homeschooling has been around since the beginning of time, but it was like a cultural movement, And those pioneer homeschoolers are what we like to call them, the vintage homeschoolers. Those pioneer homeschoolers, they didn't have co-ops. They didn't have um, the internet, (laughs) right? They did it without Facebook and Instagram people. They didn't have um, conventions. They didn't have curriculum fairs. They didn't have the internet with all the review sites telling them about the newest curriculum. Actually, that you know what? They had one curriculum to choose from. They were like me, that little first-year homeschooler, but they didn't have a choice. There was only one seller that would sell them curriculum for their homeschool because you know what? In many states, it was still illegal to homeschooling. So I thought I was weird 13 years ago when I chose to homeschool. Those folks really would have stood out in a crowd. They didn't have friends who homeschooled. They didn't have support groups who homeschooled, but they fully relied on God. They knew that God was calling them to something completely countercultural, that God was calling them to raise their children at home, their way to raise their children in the Lord, knowing that they were going against at that time, what was normal, right? They were stepping out in faith far more than any of us are these days because it was something that was unprecedented. Like I said, it could have still been illegal. You hear the stories. People were going to jail over this. We really don't understand what it's like to have that anymore because we have so much stuff. But because of those homeschoolers of 30 years ago, guess what? The homeschooling movement has exploded and there are so many homeschoolers nowadays and we do have so much stuff. So because of all of them, we are here today and they did it without all of the stuff that is available to us and they were successful and it's because of God. They had to have spent enormous amounts of prayer over this decision 
They had to have completely relied on God. Why else would they have taken such a big step? But do we do that? Or are we just trying to keep up with the little homeschooling community and make everything look good? Right? I want to go back to that mindset. And I worry about the next generation of homeschoolers. And I've given this um, talk at many, many, many conventions over the years now. I've talked about this story hundreds of thousands now of people. I don't mean hundreds of thousands, hundreds or thousands. I'm not trying to say hundreds of thousands. Um, and people are, have come up to me after this session, in particular, the first time I told that story and I said, you know, I believe that we need to go back to that mindset of those original homeschoolers, or we're going to end up setting ourselves up to fail. And she said to me, keep telling that message. I was one of those homeschoolers. My mom was one of those homeschoolers who began this movement. She said, and what I see now is scary. She said, we have a whole generation of homeschool moms that have forgotten why they are doing what they are doing. Now, if you're out there and you're listening and you're not a homeschool mom, apply this to whatever area of your life you can, because I know that this applies to many different areas, right? When we start to rely on all of this other stuff and we forget that whatever we are doing in life, whether it's homeschooling or something else that you are called to... The person who called you to it is God, and he is the one who called you to it, and he is the one that we rely on, and he is the one that provides everything we need. Not the newest curriculum catalog, not the newest planner, not what your neighbor tells you is the new next best thing to do in your homeschool. And all of those things are great in and, you know, in and of themselves. But what we have done as this generation of homeschoolers, especially now with the internet, We have become so wrapped up in being a good homeschooler and doing this thing right and getting off, checking off all of the boxes to make sure that we are, you know, doing it just right. We've forgotten the most important thing in our homeschool, and that is to raise our children in the Lord. I don't care if my children go to Harvard. If they don't know the Lord, I haven't done my job. If I haven't taught them about the Lord. My children know every single mathematic equation out there, but they're not reading their Bible. I haven't fostered what I wanted to them while they were in my home for the 18 years that I have them in my care. My biggest job is to teach them the Lord, trusting them that the rest will fall into place. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given unto you. So I'm not saying that academics aren't important. What I'm saying is, God comes before everything. Whether it's homeschooling, work, whatever you can apply this to, family life, anything. We seek God above all. And everything else falls into place underneath that. Our life becomes an outflow of our relationship with him. We don't spend hours and hours researching curriculum, thinking about our homeschool. Because, right, tell me, I, be honest with me out there. How much do you let this consume your thoughts? I don't anymore in my homeschool. We've been through this now so long. But in the early years... That's all I thought about. It was my identity at one point. I told you guys that before, right? At one point it was like, 
I'm a homeschooling mom. I want everyone to know. Give me the t-shirt, the bumper sticker, you know, honk if you're a homeschooler. I'm a homeschooler. It was becoming my identity. My identity is not in being a homeschool mom. My identity is being a child of God. And that's what I want people to know about me. So we need to be careful. It's okay to be passionate about homeschooling and to love what you're doing. I absolutely 100% am on board with that. I love being a homeschool mom. I love to talk about homeschooling. Anybody who knows me will know that I will talk and talk about homeschooling. But may it not consume us. And may we not take God out of the equation. He is the reason we are all doing this thing. If you're homeschooling, it's because God has called you to homeschool. And I believe that God wants us in that lifestyle for many reasons. And now, and one of them being in which I've just had many conversations in the past few days about the things that are going on in public schools and the things that are going on in our society and how grateful we ha- are to have the ability to keep our children in our care as much as possible and as long as possible. But let us not think that we are super mom and we're doing this in our own strength. Let us not think that there is some super duper curriculum out there that's going to solve all your problems or that the planner that you buy is going to be the um, thing that finally, you know, organizes your life. I say this all the time and I mean it. It is not about having the best system. It is not about having the best planner. It is not about having the best best method of doing things. It is about seeking God in every single thing you do, praying every single day about these things and letting him lead. I worry that this next generation of homeschoolers is number one living on the internet and not out there looking in their children's eyes when they need to be. Number two, living on the internet, not looking in their friends' eyes when they need to be, right? We need real, real relationships in real life. And that's why I love what I do, but there's nothing I love more than going out and speaking at conventions and seeing people eye to eye, face to face, you know, praying with them, connecting with real people in real life. You know, like I run my ladies retreat coming up next month. It's about real life relationships and not living online. So We need, number one, to do that. We need to stop being so focused and consumed with trying to get this thing right. God will get it right. If you are seeking him, you cannot fail. Are we seeking others before we seek him? Are we seeking out what everyone else has to say before we've sought him, right? And that's what I worry about. Homeschoolers, we need to go back to the basics. We need to go back to that mindset of those original vintage pioneer, whatever you want to call them, homeschoolers. We need to go back to that mindset. And instead of focusing on all the stuff that we have available to us, because I do believe it's a blessing to have conventions or I wouldn't go and speak at them, right? I believe it's a, it's a blessing to have conventions. It's a blessing to have an array of curriculum to choose from. It's a blessing to have co-ops. It's a blessing to have support groups. But may we not think that those are the things that will make us successful. And those are the things that will um, give us the ability to do what they do. They're helpful. They sure are helpful, but he is the one 
who gives us the ability. Because if those homeschoolers from 35 years ago were able to do it without all of that stuff, then there's your answer. It is God who supplies all we need. You know, I was telling you guys last week on my episode about purging clutter, which was a pretty popular episode. Um, I guess y'all out there want to purge a lot of clutter. So if you haven't heard that one, go back, oh, excuse me, go back to the, um, the archives and I will actually post it again in, in the website for this, uh, episode and the webpage for this episode. But I was talking about how in that episode, we got rid of a ton of clutter last week. I'm talking 20 garbage bags plus. And um, I emptied out our homeschool closet, which was basically just collecting all sorts of books over the past 13 years and resources and things like that. And I've been saying it's been wonderful to get rid of those things because I truly know like what we need and what we don't need now. But you know, we've been doing this while I'm going to have as of next year, I'll have well, I was going to say three high schoolers, but that's not true because one of them will have graduated. But <laughs> I'll have, I'll have um, two this upcoming year in high school, one in eighth grade, so he's pretty close to high school, and then a fourth grader. I know at this point what we need, and you know what? I also know a lot of what we don't need. And a lot of it is sitting in boxes right now in my family room because I did in the beginning think, oh, we need to have all this stuff. This is what's going to make us successful. Sure, those things can be helpful. Certainly, we need, you know, curriculum. But in those early years, if I could go back and say to my early homeschooling mom self, stop looking at all the stuff and start looking at Jesus. Oh, I have so much peace when I just say that statement. Stop looking at all the stuff. Look at Jesus. He supplies everything you need. Stop trying to make yourself feel successful by filling up the homeschool closet with all the latest resources, right? I know now, keep it simple. There's very little that is really truly needed. There's a lot of extras that are great to have, but I just want us to be careful that when we start filling up on those extras or we start filling up on those resources, that we don't depend on those things, but we depend on God. Knowing that the thing that makes us most successful in our homeschool or in anything in life is seeking Him first, praying over whatever it is you're doing, giving it all to him, surrendering it all to him, letting him lead, obeying, even when it feels uncomfortable or difficult, trusting with a full trust and surrender. There's no better place to be than in the will of God. In fact, there's nowhere else you want to be but in the will of God. And if you're homeschooling because that's God's will, then let him do his thing. Step aside and let him do his thing. Your kids need you. They don't need you looking on the internet for the best, newest, latest video about homeschooling. They don't need you looking on the internet comparing um, methods of homeschooling. They don't need you on Pinterest pinning all the latest ideas and crafts to go along with their um, lessons. They need you to teach them about the Lord. They need you to build a relationship with them. 
They need you to look them in the eyes when they're asking you questions, when they're talking to you. They want to be heard and they want to be listened to. They need you to run outside and play with them. They need you to bake cookies with them. It doesn't have to be complicated. I'm not trying to make this into a guilt thing. I'm not saying you need to go on Pinterest to find the best cookie recipe. You can get slice and bake cookies. It's about being with them, not in the things that you're doing. Our moms and our grandmas and our great-grandmas, they had it right, right? They didn't go looking around for all this stuff. We are so consumed as mothers, as homeschool mothers, with all the stuff that is available to us that we're not mothering, we're not teaching. And I'm talking to myself because I said this was me years ago in the early years of homeschool. I am all about being real and transparent. I'll fully admit to you that I regret the amount of time I spent researching homeschool, reading about everybody else's homeschool. I could have just been spending time with my kids and spending time in his word. If I wanted to find the best method or the best way to homeschool my children, the best thing I could have done at that time was to get in God's word. I could have spent hours in his word instead of researching curriculum. Because then your mindset is in the right place to go research curriculum, and you'll probably not spend hours. You'll probably find what you need and move on. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it become your identity. Remember those homeschoolers of years ago. And remember what made them successful. Not successful in the world's eyes, but successful in God's eyes. Complete and utter faith and reliance and trust on the Lord. Oh, I ask this next generation of homeschoolers, what are your goals in your family? To be a successful homeschooler who has, you know, been a full schedule, running around, making sure that they're checking off all the boxes. Or a mom submitting her day to the Lord, letting him lead and trusting him that she can homeschool with or without all that stuff as long as she relies on God, teaches her children about the Lord, she will be successful. So please, I encourage you, think about that. If you're, if you're in the summer now and you're preparing for the school year next year, you know, but most of us, we take a little break in the summer, we sort of get ourselves renewed and refreshed. Before you go starting to take out that planner this summer and, you know, you start to get out the catalogs and go on the internet and I got to start planning my next homeschool year. Remember how short this journey is with our children. I'm telling you, I've got one that's going to be an adult this year. There's a lot of things I would have done differently specifically trusting the Lord more and trusting myself or others less. I don't really trust myself, but let's say others less, right? Seeking him first, not to say we don't get advice from others. We definitely do. But when we're seeking him first, then we're able to sort of take in that advice in a better way. We're not listening to every voice and getting confused. We're not listening to every voice and saying, who's right? What do I do? Right? Because I feel like that in the homeschool world. You get tossed back and forth like a wave to and fro, right? You see this method. Oh, that looks good. You see that method. Oh, that looks better. You see this curriculum. Oh, that looks great. You see another curriculum. Mm, maybe that one. But when you're filled up on God's word and you're spending time with him, 
it makes it much easier to navigate all the voices, all the things that are coming at you, whether it's in life or in homeschool. When you're walking with the Lord, it makes everything else much more clear and you're not as confused. You're not feeling like, you know, you're constantly chasing your tail. You have peace. So follow after him. And I tell you, as if you're a homeschooler or wherever you are in life, but if you're a homeschooler, think about those homeschoolers of years ago and ask God, say, Lord, give me that mindset because I'm telling you, there's a whole generation of homeschool moms coming up that are consumed with the idea that it has to be perfect or they are consumed with the images that they're seeing online. That's why I wrote the book, Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool, because of this very thing. They are consumed with the idea of what it needs to look like instead of, why has God chosen me for this journey? Opening up your arms wide and saying, Lord, I surrender it all to you and I trust you. And just seeking him first. So that's my worry. That's my fear about the next generation of homeschoolers. May we not let what those early homeschoolers did be in vain. Because face it, they did a lot for us. They paved the way for us. And again, they did it without Instagram, without Pinterest, without Facebook, without any of that stuff. They did it. And you can too. But we need to go back to that faith and that full trust in God. So that is my message for you guys today. It was in my heart, on my heart today a lot. You know, I talk about this when I speak at homeschooling conventions and I've written about it so many times. And I said, you know what? I just want to get on the podcast today and I want to do a homeschool topic. I just want to get homeschool moms, you know, kind of thinking. Use this summer to sort of rest and renew, restore, focus, and ask God and, and submit. Submit it all to Him and ask Him, Lord, how do you want my homeschool to look? I don't need it to look like it does on the internet. My homeschool is all about you. You take over and show me what to do. So I thank you for listening to this episode. Um, Again, you can find me over at simplylivingforhim.com. Got lots of articles over there on homeschooling or just on keeping life simple. I am um, heading to Gettysburg in just two weeks for our women's retreat. The absolute last day to register is June 30th. So if you have not registered, now is the time. Simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. And if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, please rate and review it. That really helps me get my message out there to more folks. So if you could do that, that would be wonderful. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy. Thanks for listening.